Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and we apply it to our lives on Monday. Matter of fact, this last one was Easter Sunday, so happy Easter. Hope you guys are having a great week. Anyway, we are going to be talking today about Romans chapter 5. We're talking about justification by faith. So it's going to be a great one today. Hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to have uh, Gary Thompson, the East Ridge South pastor, along with Kurt Petersheim, the East Ridge East pastor, and we're going to get into some really good stuff. And look, get you a box of Kleenex. I warned you. I'm doing a live edit, so... All right. Will I do the intro after part? Okay. So we just start talking. Awesome. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Trey, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Great. Well, happy Easter. That is, this, this comes out on Easter, so yep. uh, in the Baptist Church, our one and only creed of the whole... Baptist Church would be, He is risen. And you're just <laughs> saying, and He is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. Okay, yes, I got to help you guys out. Non Baptist. I did not know that. Folk. That's right. Yeah, he is risen. He is risen indeed. We don't yeah. do enough creeds. I'm a big we fan. To, I know you're right. <laughs> we need to do you more creeds. If you guys want us to do more creeds, let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, it's an, uh, cr- an email to creed <laughs> at mysteryrich.church. Creedal Church. Yeah. Well, look, we just come off of uh, uh, Missions Month in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had three Sundays of, of great conversation uh, around and teaching around uh, yeah. go love, go here, and go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just love to, this is kind of a curveball, y'all weren't expecting this, but <laughs> just hear any kind of wins that, that you saw at the campuses uh, that, that you felt like we really just need to share. Yeah, I think there. that just seeing the energy and the kind of the, the camaraderie and unity around that idea for our, for our people. Um, I know at East and I'm sure at South, just seeing folks out in the atrium, um, you know, talking about the different missions that we can be involved in here locally, globally, things like that. Um, having different folks just come up and ask about how they can be involved. That kind of stuff, I mean, that was a huge win, right. not even to mention all the, the the way that we were able to give to our missions partners mm-hmm. as well. So that for me was, was a blessing. Yeah, yeah same thing uh super excited that we're hearing people talk about going mm-hmm. like going on a mission trip going going yeah because that was one of our instances like you know go go or send or right. go and send and I've, i'm hearing people uh, talk about hey i'm gonna go and uh and then like kurt just said just the monies that we received above and beyond a regular giving was huge mm-hmm. uh, just just watching people be generous yeah, yeah and to date it was over uh, forty five thousand dollars raised right. for missions yep which is incredible um yep yeah i mean we could be in the middle of some sort of building campaign or something else but you know it just did my heart good to see us mm-hmm. sure our church be so mm-hmm. generous and you know you guys yep. be so generous uh, and if you want to catch any of those messages, you can go to eastridge.church slash missions. You'll also find all the different missions we support, our local mi- mission partners, our global mission partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out. You'll also see the messages, and there's ways to give there. Continue to give to missions if you'd like to do that. So, But we're here today to talk about Easter, talk about Christ yes, and Christ sir. being risen. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, uh, that shows up in Romans. Um, <laughs> right. That's funny, so, isn't it? As we get uh, here to, to to section two of yeah. Romans and, and our uh, year-long journey through the book of Romans, uh, we're in section two now for us, and this is the first of those mm-hmm. uh, messages. We're going to be concentrating today really on Romans, um, the, the last verse of Romans 4, mm-hmm. and then pretty much the, the half of chapter five. Chapter five yeah. um, but what I'd like to do is just kind of get you kind of caught up again real quick uh, and hopefully set the, the stage for what we're talking about today. So we talked about uh, in the first uh, session of Romans that Romans is a letter, right? It was right. a letter written by Paul to a real group of people mm-hmm. in Rome, churches in Rome uh, in the first century. We kind of talked about a you know kind of a time period for that, sometime in the 
fifties, maybe. Um, so not, not terribly long after the actual resurrection, Mm -hmm. uh, Paul writes this letter to the church at Rome. He'd really never been there, but he he wanted to to go to Rome, kind of, uh, minister to them there on his way to Spain where he hopes to, to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth is what, you know, they thought at the time. Um, so it was, it was a real letter uh, talking about the disunity in the church. You know, we talked about right. the Jews and the Gentiles and how they weren't getting along um, necessarily. Uh, the the Jews had been kicked out of Rome for yeah. a season, and now they're coming back to a church that looks a lot different than when they mm-hmm. had set it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'll get to that later in the book, but it's certainly the context in which the letter was written. Uh, and so Paul's then going to now really take some time to to talk about what his doctrine is, like yeah. his doctrine of the gospel. Right. And we get that beautiful verse right at the beginning of he's not ashamed of the gospel, it's right. the power in, you know, for salvation. Yeah. Um, and so he wants the Jews and the Gentiles to understand this, right. and really even to us today, for us to understand uh, how, how the gospel works. Uh, and then in Romans uh, 1.8 through really to, to kind of where we are today, we get the heart of the gospel, this justification, mm-hmm. right. uh, and then we get justification by faith. We talked about kind of what justification is, and yeah. maybe we'll peel that back a little bit in the first point yeah. uh, today. But what we do know is everyone is affected by sin through Adam. This is kind of one of his main points. And then we're all accountable to God for that sin, which almost mm-hmm. seems weird. Like, how can we be accountable for something we didn't do? <laughs> but yet that is how yeah. we are born into, we're born into sin. So we are accountable for it. And so we have a problem. We are all sinners who deserve death, uh, maybe yep. even the wrath of God we talked about. Um, we all have that same problem, but we also have the great solution. And the solution came in 321. And that wonderful passage that God has shown, but God has shown us a way to be made right with Him yeah. uh, by placing our faith in Christ. And then Romans 4 kind of just unpacked that whole, mm-hmm. w- what is that faith? It's by faith alone that, yeah. in, right. in, in how we're saved. It's a free gift from God that we have that salvation, yeah. uh, that justification, being made right. Uh, it's not something we did or worked for. Right. Uh, it was credited to us, as the example was, uh, of the faith of Abraham. Right. So that's kind of like the recap to get us to where we are today. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Kurt, do you want to jump in at, at maybe 425 and kind of set up what the message was yeah, today? Yeah, so we kind of left off there um, with uh, 425. So, and, and man, as we were looking through these messages several months ago, whenever this was, um, and just think about kind of how we break this up and, you know, where we go from there. And I think it was you, Trey, and you read 425, and you're like, man, what if we just start back there with the next section? Because mm-hmm. that's obviously a beautiful verse for Easter Sunday. So it says, we or he was delivered over to death for our sins. So that's kind of almost a recap of everything we just talked about. And then he says, and was raised to life for our justification. So mm-hmm. he's been on justification, talking about how the death of Jesus um, justifies us, allows us to be justified from our sins because His blood pays the price and all that for our for our sinfulness. But then he uses a new a new way of thinking about that. He says he was raised to life mm-hmm. for our justification, which I believe is his way of just sort of opening the door now to this next section to go, man. What are all the implications of? the resurrection of Jesus, because he's not just a dead person who mm-hmm. who died to do something, that he actually rose to life. It wouldn't be amazing for Jesus to just have died. Everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he was raised to life now for our justification. Um, and then the first verse of chapter 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so um, now he's just going to unpack uh, man, what are the implications of that beautiful mm. idea of being justified both through his death and his resurrection? Right. So. Yeah. Uh, you have the NLT? Yeah, I was going to say, I love um, the translation here. And this mm-hmm. verse um, is one of those verses that 
you can overlook real easy, like mm-hmm. when you're reading, but it man, it is a pivotal verse yeah. as far as like what Paul's trying to communicate to us. But it says he was handed over. And I love that picture. He was handed over to yeah. die because of our sins, mm. but he was raised to life to make us right with God. Yeah. And, uh, just a beautiful picture of what exactly happened, and mm-hmm. and uh, that that Kurt used that that raised to life. That there's 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 a different life out there. That, that, that it's really the only life there is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I do love that phrase. Uh, the, he makes us right with God, mm-hmm. and I know that's in, in the translation mm-hmm. you were just reading in IV. Is it's it's um, justification. justification. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that's the part where when we use this word justification yeah. that we want we want you to hear is being made right with right, God. Right. Absolutely. Like, yep. Because that's the problem yep. that we all have. Right. Right. Uh, and even for those of us who are in Christ, we still have to be reminded right. we're made right with God. Right, yeah. right. Like, man, I blew it last night. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Repentance. Right. And then sure. you're being made right with God. And not you've been made right, yes. Mm. And you're continually being made, made right, right through sanctification, yeah, right. which maybe we we get to, but but you, the point though you said was it g- gives us joy because we have yeah hope mm. and peace. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, to have peace, yep. could we just talk just for a second about peace? Um, because you know this is this is uh, being recorded really uh, right after the the Nashville shooting, right. um, and uh, you know of course our hearts and, and thoughts and prayers of course go out for those folks. Yes, um, but that that's just one instance of of a situation where peace is not reigning it doesn't seem to be reigning right now in the world right how do we you know how, how do we reconcile what we're seeing happening in the world and, and in people's hearts right there's not peace in our hearts and a lot yeah. of folks hearts rather um and how do we lean into this how do we use this resurrected life to yeah. make a difference in these areas yeah, it's almost like a peace the kind of the loss of peace really and i think we talked about this a little bit at christmas time with advent because that was one of the, the messages about peace but just like it seems like peace and the loss of it is almost one of if not sort of the central uh, thing that was broken in the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Like peace between us and God mm-hmm. and us and one another, right? We see that with Adam and Eve right up front. Um, that they just lose that that right relationship with God, that peace with God, where they they are now hiding and they're now ashamed, and there's not mm-hmm. there something's wrong there, you know. And in even with one another, we see that um, with Adam and Eve, and then obviously the story of of scripture is people that just can't seem to have peace with God or one another. And there's war and there's violence and there's hatred and there's jealousy and there's envy and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so why he goes to in very, the very first verse of chapter five, and again, Paul didn't write chapter numbers, but um, for us, as we look at chapter five, verse one, where he just says, therefore, and because, so that's because of that justification, right? Therefore, mm-hmm. since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Mm-hmm through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's like, man, God is God has done something here to make us right with him. And that, again, I'm thinking back to that Advent message where it was the, the angels uh, kind of singing over the shepherds, right? And mm-hmm. um, peace on earth to men on whom his favor rests, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, To men on who have been made right with God. God's pleased with them and they now have peace on earth with God and with one another. It's like this beautiful picture of God making everything, bringing everything back to mm-hmm. the way it should be. Mm. Um, peace with him and peace mm. with one another. So, and I think it's hard um, to have peace with one another when you don't have peace with God. Yeah. It's, mm. it, it, and we're trying. We try as a culture. We try. We try. I, I try. We try. But um, that that 
that peace with God just it, it feeds into the, the our peace with each other, mm-hmm. and yeah. and it, it's very difficult um, to have that peace unless you unless you have this peace with God in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's a fantastic point. I, I would maybe even say it's impossible. Really, yeah, to, I didn't yeah. want to use the word. I wasn't <laughs> no. sure. I, I think it's very difficult. It, I, I yeah. think it is. I, I think it's impossible. I yeah, just, I just I, I didn't frame it like that. Yeah. So. I, know, I think maybe if yeah. Ephesians two might be the clearest chapter on this exact thing, where it's the first half of it is um, by grace you've been saved through faith. You were dead in your transgressions and sins, but God made us alive. And then he turns in the middle of chapter two in Ephesians, where he goes, now. Um, you've been reconciled to God and one another. He's mm. he's created one new man out of the two, right? So he's like he's he's so clearly just doing that same argument where he's mm-hmm. going, man. Because of the gospel and what has been made right with us between us and God, we also are being made into one new person, like kind of one. He's talking about the church mm. and the kingdom of God, um, out of Jew and Gentile, and you know everybody else that we're we're made one. So anyway, yeah. yeah just and I'm, I'm gonna picture. this is a little sideways energy, but. Um, Sometimes I think as Christ followers, we don't do a good job of modeling that peace. Mm-hmm. And so that turns people off. Yeah. And, and it gives uh, Christianity, the church, uh, a bad reputation, a bad name. Because uh, yeah. a lot of times we think we've done something to earn that peace, <laughs> and we're better than other people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what Paul's saying. No, you're not. You didn't do anything. Yeah. You didn't do anything here. Yep. This was done through Jesus Christ. You, uh, you were made. Uh, peace was made through what Jesus did on the cross and Him rising from the dead. And we just don't do a good job sometimes of communicating that. That's not a. Yeah. It's not anything I've done. I'm not better. I'm not. I don't have it. Jesus has it. Yeah. If we if we throw judgment and right. hatred, right. that's the opposite of peace. Right. right? That doesn't yeah. sound like peace yeah. at all. Yeah. And I think the humility that comes exactly what you're saying with the gospel. The gospel should humble us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I exactly. think humility is a, sort of a prerequisite of peace, mm-hmm. right? Where we sure. man, we're so humbled by it and and so appreciative of what has happened for us mm-hmm. in that justification that then of course we would want to love one another and and offer the same reconciliation, you know, to other people like man, if I could be made right with God, you know, you can be made anybody can be yeah. made right with God if I can, you know, and um, I think that's Paul's. Right. I mean, if anybody gets that, and it's the Apostle Paul. So, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll then, if, if we have this peace uh, because of what Christ has done, and, and then mm-hmm. this, the his resurrection, the resurrection is important and key. Um, it's it's the game changer right. for Christianity, right? right? It's what sets us apart uh, from all other religions. Mm-hmm. And and I know you've heard it's almost cliche that you can find all the other gods and and uh, prophets in their graves still. Yeah. Right. You can go find them. Uh, you can't find Christ because he was risen and he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. That The resurrection, the coming back to life is mm-hmm. the is the hinge point. It's, it's the game changer yep. um, in all of this for us. If he stays dead, <laughs> we're to be pitied. That's right. right? right. Like this is a terrible thing. Waste that we're of believing. time. There's no sense. Yep. yep. Yeah. Because his death makes the, it's, it makes the... Uh, it's the justification, the mm. pro- propitiation mm. we we learned in uh, three, right? The right. propitiation, yeah. the the mercy seat, the 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 atoning sacrifice. Yeah. Um, but man, that resurrection is the game changer that says yeah. uh, makes us right with God, yeah. raised to life yeah. to be right with God. It proves that proves that propitiation to be effective, right, and, right. and valuable. That again. If he just died, and then it's like, oh, okay, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But mm-hmm. it came back to life. And he even says in chapter one, I mean, the the resurrection of Jesus proves him to be the the Son of God that he claimed to be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Proves the gospel to yeah. be true. So. And then our part kind of says, and it's effective through faith. Yep. yep. <laughs> effective mm-hmm. through. I love that language yep. of effective through faith. Um, 
Okay, so we 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 have this resurrected um, now peace we have. We've been made right with God, mm-hmm. and that gives us some sort of joy mm-hmm. that even as Paul says, even in suffering, we can rejoice in suffering. And so let's jump to um, five. And I think we've already talked about this verse a couple of times yeah. on the podcast, but it is so poignant. Um, five three through five, where it says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials or sufferings. For we know that they help us develop endurance, mm-hmm. and endurance develops strength of character or character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, mm-hmm. or it will not be mm-hmm. brought to shame, or it will not shame us. Yeah. Um, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, and kind of help explain a little bit of suffering that we see. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, I mean, it's just fresh in my mind, guys. I'm sorry, but this Nashville shooting thing, um, the suffering that is happening in that community and, you know, that school and within that church, um, for that pastor, he's, he's come out now, one of his, his daughter, one of his children uh, that that got killed. Um, and he, you know, just the peace in which he speaks about it, uh, and just says, you know, God loved her way more than I could ever love her. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, it just pierces my heart. But you know, he's hanging on to verses like this right now. Right. Yeah. That he can rejoice, right. whatever that means, in suffering um, because it's developing an endurance, and that endurance is developing character. And that character is talking about some kind of confident hope. Um, yeah, I think it's um, the way Paul places that in there um, that it's not, you're not just saved and it doesn't affect your life. Yeah. Mm. That's that just this thing that happens. And he said, no, you're, you're saved and, 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 and you're going to have trials. There's going to be, there's going to be things that are difficult, but Christ is with you and, and you still have this hope of salvation. You're going to see it play out in your life and you're not going to be disappointed yet. With that said, there's things that are going to disappoint you, mm-hmm. but the, but the journey in the way it ends, it's not going to disappoint you, mm-hmm. uh, but there's disappointing things that happen along the way. I remember, um, uh, you know, we sing this song, uh, you, you know, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let me down. Mm-hmm. And and I remember one Sunday we were singing that and Jeff, our worship leader, Jeff Hare, worship leader who ended up passing away from cancer, he was in the hospital and he was dying. And I was thinking, I was just playing that out in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I am disappointed right now, like, but I know he's not going to let me down that, mm-hmm. that through, through what Jesus did on the cross for him rising from the dead, I'm not going to be let down. It's going to end well as a Christ follower mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, even in those disappointment, to have to be able to hold right. that hope. Yes, that's not disappointment. Right, exactly. Yes. It know, is beautiful. No, Jeff believes it. Jeff was not let down. That's you right. Know? Exactly, and, and has yeah. never been. That's yeah, such a good point. But you actually see, man, the, Paul's not just blowing smoke here. Like this right. is a real not love this. That like this really changes my day to day life. This is not just an ethereal mm-hmm. idea out right. there somewhere. This is no like I'm walking through this, and I see my character is growing in Jesus as I suffer. And I'm holding on to this hope that he is not putting me to shame and I will not be disappointed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel anyway. Mm-hmm. And and I know that God has poured his love into my heart through the Holy Spirit. And I can walk through this suffering, still loving him, knowing I'm loved by him, right. and having this hope that I cling mm-hmm. on to and even rejoicing, because that's what he said, I rejoice in my sufferings. Mm-hmm. Like that right there is a, to me, that's the maybe the greatest miracle that we will get to mm-hmm. experience in this life is 
there, there's physical miracles we may sure. experience, but the right. miracle of rejoicing and suffering, suffering. that's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Paul experienced it, and I think for all of us who have that hope, mm-hmm. that we can experience that. It feels different, doesn't it, sometimes, yeah. though, where um, you can have disappointment, but but joy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think too often we equate joy to happiness, exactly, which can be a, a manifestation of joy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you should be happy when you're when you're joyful, but that joy that's inside. Um, and you can you can be disappointed, and be just no. Yeah. I think that's maybe that's it. That's just that that, that confident hope. Yeah, uh, that's what brings joy, right? It's like yeah. I know this stinks right now, but dang, yeah, I know the end result is so great. Now cling to that, and that will be my what joy. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians four, where Paul's just going through that passage of man, we're 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 perplexed, but we're not crushed right. or persecuted, right. not abandoned struck down, not destroyed. And then he even talks about we're sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a it's such a paradoxical thing to full say. Full of sorrow. Full right. of sorrow. Right. But I'm full rejoicing. Of rejoicing yeah. Right. Uh, you can't be sorrowful and always happy in a world yeah. so you can't do that. Right. But to be sorrowful and always rejoicing mm-hmm. in hope, mm-hmm. man, this that's it. That's the Christian life. And it's a miracle. Yeah. And then and so our passage today, we're going to end in five eleven, which now says, So now we can rejoice right. in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Now, what what does the NIV say? <laughs> which verse? I'm sorry. Uh five eleven. Five eleven. Yeah. Um he says through, uh, through whom we have received reconciliation. Reconciliation. So, yeah, been brought together, made friends. Of, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I mean, do like it, friends right? of God. I like friends, friends of God. Of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're not chums, yeah. but we are definitely made right. That's right. And when you're made right with someone, that's your buddy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a friend. Um, but that's yeah. the rejoice. We can rejoice because we have this this wonderful right. new relationship with yeah. God. So what was the old relationship? It was severed. It was dirtied with sin. And now we have this new relationship from what he's done through Christ and he's made us God, friends with God. He's reconciled mm-hmm. us to God. Yep. All right. So, some questions for ref- reflection. Questions for reflections. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there. Why does Paul say that we rejoice because we've re- received reconciliation through Jesus? Why does he say we rejoice because we've re- received reconciliation? And then, how does reconciliation with someone bring joy? So, you might want to start from the earthly perspective first how does reconciliation with someone bring joy and then if you yeah can. i was i was just thinking about this too just like when you when you're not reconciled with someone that you that you want to be reconciled with i guess um especially like it's a friend or a spouse maybe like you ever had an argument a spat with nope, your spouse never and feel like yeah you're, you're not no never not ever but you're just not right with each other for a time mm-hmm. for whatever reason right like something's wedged in between um but how much joy is there when you're able to make it right, when you're able to apologize, when you're able to talk it out, when you're able to, and then you feel like things are good again, mm-hmm. um, or with a kid or with a, a friend or a parent, whoever that is. Um, it's like, we know what that feels like, where right. there's like a real relationship that, of a person that we love that is just not good and it's not right. And so something needs to be done. Now, in this case, it was, it was one-sided and God did it and mm-hmm. he, he reconciled us to himself. But I think that's why there's joy because, again, it's not just a not just a doctrinal, heady, theological reality. It's, it's a true relationship that we see having been restored, that, man, we can know God and have access to the Father and the real relationship. We're going to get later on in this um, section of Romans with just we're his children Right, he's our father, and we cry right. to him as Abba. Right, like that's just a beautiful thing to me, and so I think about it like that: of just 
anytime I'm not right with somebody that I love, I want to be so badly. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is, and that you 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 feel that you feel the weight of it when you're not. Um, but then when that reconciliation comes in, how wonderful it is, and mm-hmm. there's joy there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think same thing that um, physically uh, human that when we are not right with somebody, it wears us out. Mm-hmm. That there's energy, and and like Kurt said, you want to be reconciled. You don't. You don't want there to be this this distance or hostility mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you take that and you think that with God, we were the one that caused the hostility. Like mm. it wasn't on his part. It was yeah. all on our part. Yeah. That we messed up, that we sinned, that we we were the ones through our sins separated ourselves from him. And he wanted us back, mm-hmm. that he yeah. wants us, that, that, that he provided a way. So I think that um, it is a real beautiful picture of both those things that because of what he did for us, uh, and our relationship with him, that it allows us to do that with other people. Yeah, I love that. I, because if you think about that in the in the, the earthly relationship roles, where if I have just blown it with somebody, mm-hmm. like a- actively been aggressive towards them and been wrong and mm-hmm. just wronged them, and then they came and made it right, mm-hmm. like that's... I can't even hardly fathom that, right? right? Like, holy cow, <laughs> yeah. someone would come and do that. And that's what Christ has done. That's what right. God did through Christ. That blows my mind. Um, and what is the most important thing we could long for on this earth? Is to be in the presence of God, to be right with God, to, right. to, to have a, a, a relationship that is so tight. Like, that should be our number one aim, yeah. is to be that connected to Him. And to think that at one point we weren't. Right. And the hound of heaven came after us and <laughs> sought us out and yeah. said, I'm going to make it right for you. Yeah. And like, now you're reconciled. Yeah, you're right, man. Just so humbling and unbelievable mm-hmm. that we should rejoice in that. Yeah. And what a beautiful message for Easter too. Just if you are, if you're tuning in today and you're feeling like that, like you feel like, man, I've, I've, I don't deserve it. I don't, I don't, why would he love me? You're right. Why would he come after me? And just to think he, he's done it because he loves you that much. Like, yeah regardless of past and regardless yeah. of what you've just done, he's just chasing after you because he loves you that much. He just yeah. loves his not because we deserved it. Sons and daughters. Because he loves us. Because he <laughs> loves us. And it is a free gift. God <laughs> it says here. Rich in mercy. Gift. Yep. Well can you think of a time, question two, can you think of a time when you went through a trial of some kind? Obviously you can't think of any trials you've ever been through, but if you could, uh how did that develop maybe a, a stronger character or giving you greater hope? Now that you're on the back back side of that. Trial, increased character, gave you hope. You got one? Go ahead, you got one. For me, I mean, the first one I think about is when my mom died five years ago, six years ago now. Um, you know, obviously uh, losing a loved one, it was unexpected, it was pretty sudden. Um, that's, that, that's the kind of thing that, it just kind of throws you off kilter for a while, you know, and you're like, man, it's just a, such a sudden change of, everything right Mm -hmm. um but long story short and all of that i would definitely say having come through that a couple things that i experienced one was just a honestly and there was never like any big rift in our family but i think there's a a stronger relationship between like me and my siblings Mm -hmm. because of that that's one thing and just him him developing all of our character through that and drawing us nearer to one another um, which i'm very grateful for i think Mm -hmm. we 
spend more time together now and we we love each other better and more deeply um i know i do i don't know if they love me but i love them <laughs> um but then you know just the other thing i i remember very vividly just my prayer life through that time shifting in a way and and kind of relying more on god in prayer because again it's just this one of those types of things it's like where you don't know how to think about it or how to what to do or what to say or how to how to pray mm-hmm. um and again we'll get to this in a few weeks with like the spirit prays for us mm-hmm. and I, I experienced that like i know what that feels like to know i don't have words but i know god's for me i know he um works all things to the good of those who love him and that i can even rejoice in this pain that i feel like it feels like a weight sitting on you for a long time um but man, actually drawing nearer to God through that season. And I believe to this day, I, I know I'm a better pastor. I think I'm a better friend. I think I'm a better brother. I think I'm a better prayer than I was before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful. I really am. Like I'm grateful for God having brought us through that season. So. Yeah. And you have greater hope on this side of it. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I think mine when I, is more of um, a sin condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I grew up in an angry household, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, it took me years to figure out that I had anger issues. I was, you know, my dad was angry, and I ended up being just like him. Uh, and look, I don't fault him. He came to faith later on, um, and he's passed. So, yeah. but in dealing with that, um, and and seeing how, even though I had this issue. In this struggle, um, you know, Paul uses the word problems or trials in this in the new um, in the in the New Living Translation. That this was a problem I had. Like I realized, I remember, I remember the the day I realized, hey, this is a problem, Gary. You've got to get some help. And seeing uh, how God never turned His back on me. Like even though you know, I, I you know, I would be disappointed in myself, and seeing how He still loved me. Mm-hmm. Yep still wanted me mm-hmm. and still could use me. Uh, super powerful moment for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your sin was causing suffering. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Not just to me, but to people I loved. Right. Right. But yeah. through that building of character and endurance, yeah. I mean, I can, uh, I can just testify as a, a you know, one of our pastors, uh, the way in which you exhort people on Sunday is because you've been in that position and you love them desperately. And so that character is coming out, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. showing itself, it's revealing itself mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I've been there, done that. Christ right. can change those things. He can divide. Uh, so I'm just like... I appreciate uh, it. Well, just to tell you, like, I know I see that character coming out and I see that character in you coming mm-hmm. out. Um, and not just when you're exhorting the word, I mean, but the people through the word, but I mean, in the relationships you have and the way in which you make the disciples and, you know, um, you guys have, you have street cred in those areas. <laughs> so I mean, you're going to be able to talk to a guy who's been through dealing right. with anger issues yeah. and go, and here's, it's developing character in you when right. you surrender, when you repent yeah. and, and look at the hope exactly. that we have. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. For, yeah. It's good stuff. That's awesome. And even your dad, I mean, praise God. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Your dad came to the yeah. Lord too, and that's mm-hmm. exactly the resurrection of right. Jesus and the hope yep. that we have in that. So that's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, this is certainly an emotional topic, so I, we could probably dig in here more. I can't probably go here further right now without <laughs> right. becoming right. a weepy yeah. mess, but right. I can tell you that uh, just the, the trials that my mom has been through recently, mm-hmm. yeah. having a stroke, and she's yeah. you know nonverbal and... Um, not able to to use her whole right side of her body, 
Um, it's changed some things for us. So it's right. created some new obstacles and trials. Uh, she used to drive the conversations whenever we'd get together. <laughs> and so now I'm struggling to like, yeah. just tell her what happened in the day. Um, but I can tell you that, uh, just seeing how God has worked, um, and I don't, I don't know how to say it, but I'll just give it my best shot here. I was sending out like updates, just updating people about her condition and, right. and really what I was going through while she's going through the worst mm. of things, right. I'm just giving my little perspective on it. Um, but man, I just, I, I never, I still had hope. I hope that didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. And just by sharing those things, you know, it, it was able to encourage people. Yeah. Um, just in the goodness of God in, mm. in the midst of these kind of trials. Uh, yep. And I didn't ask for that. You know, I didn't want that. And I would go back and change it all in a second if I could. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know that God works through all of those things. I think it's just the, the beauty of uh, a father who mm. loves his children. Yeah. And that's why, to the beauty of the church, right? And being able to share our pain, our struggles, our sins, mm-hmm. our um, trials and sufferings with one another, mm-hmm. you know, and remembering that, like, I mean, to have a pastor that would say, man, I've struggled with this mm-hmm. and that's been, that was hard, but here's how, you know, here's how the Lord worked. Um, or just be in a growth group that where you can talk about those right. things and go into CR where you can yes. confess and where you can have healing and walk through some steps with brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I mean, how incredible. And again, back to Romans and the practical side of it, where Paul's writing to a group of real people, yep. yes. a yep. real church, and just mm-hmm. he's laying these things out so that hopefully, you know, as he gets to the end of the letter later, where he's just going, now y'all do this with each other, for yeah. each other, help each other, serve each other, love each other. A peace with God yeah. so that you'll have peace with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's mm. the beauty of the church. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally good. And and as we, you know, start to wrap this up, this is Easter. Yep. It is Resurrection Sunday. Yes. And and our last question is just why is the resurrection so important to us in our faith? Like, why is that like we celebrated today, right? Yeah. Like and, and we're obviously recording this ahead of time. Right. But we're gonna celebrate our tails off <laughs> that Christ has defeated sin and right. death. Um, why is that so important? I mean, it's everything to us. It really is. Paul says in, to the Corinthians, you know, if this isn't true, then we're to be pitied more than all men, but it is true. Mm-hmm. And so we're not, right? <laughs> we have it, it, everything that we're talking about here, the hope, the joy, the peace because of the resurrection. And mm-hmm. Paul himself, he's writing this letter because he met who? a resurrected Jesus, whom he was before persecuting, mm. and now he sees resurrected and knows, oh man, that's true, and it changes me. It changed Peter, it changed James, it changed John, it changed these guys. They shared this message, were witnesses of it, and it has literally changed the world, mm. literally changed the world, the resurrection of Jesus. You said it. it's the hinge point, it's the linchpin of our faith. I think even apologetically, as we want to maybe explain our right. faith to people, that's that's where I start. That's where I want to start all the time is if this is true, there's a, there's a lot more we can talk about after that. But let's start there with mm-hmm. the resurrection of Jesus. So. That's good. I think it's amazing that we believe the most absurd thing in the history of the world. <laughs> we do. Right. It's absurd. It it's is. absurd. Yeah. We've built our lives on this dead guy came back to life, but we believe it. I believe it. I believe with all my heart. And it breathes hope mm. that if that can happen, and it did happen, then he can do anything in your life that you're, there's there's nobody too lost, mm-hmm. too messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, their past is is too dark. It's just unbelievable what Christ. That, that's that's what I love talking about it because it, he is the hope that we have that that Jesus was raised to life, and so I can be raised to the life that He loves me, He wants me, and uh, just an incredible, uh, absurd thought. Mm-hmm. Now to preach. 
Yeah, and and just <laughs> to 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 maybe put a, a a cap on it here, he he died for our sins, but he was resurrected for our life. Yes, right. So yeah. like we were uh, once dead. Yes, and we didn't come to church and get gooder. Right, right. <laughs> we were dead people. Yep. that became alive. Yes. And so now that changes the way we live every day, mm. the way we think, mm-hmm. uh, the way we uh, respond when we sin. Like all of these things change now because yeah. we have a new life, yeah. a, a resurrected life now, and we'll have an yeah. even greater one in the future. Yeah. Yeah. If I can give an encouragement to anybody listening, so the next couple you know, podcasts and, and sermons that we're going to do is going to be on exactly that mm-hmm. where, okay, now that's true. Chapter six, how do I deal with sin? Chapter seven, right. how, and when I'm really struggling with sin, what does that look like? Chapter eight, how, like, what does it mean to be a child of God because of it? Like all these things. So man, just, I, we, we really hope you guys are encouraged by it and mm-hmm. continue to listen and read for yourselves um, in Romans, all the beautiful implications of Jesus's resurrection and how it changes us mm-hmm. from the inside out. Yeah. yeah. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Yes. Happy Easter, y'all. Uh, make sure to check out eastridge.church slash Romans. You'll have uh, access to all the messages that, w- that have already, we've already been preached, uh, already preached through. We have access to all the podcasts uh, that we've recorded. Uh, lots of other resources there for you and your family. Mm-hmm. So check it out, eastridge.church slash Romans. I almost said missions. Romans. <laughs> uh, and until yeah. next week, uh, you guys enjoy uh, a week of living a new life, a new resurrection life. All right. See y'all. Thanks, guys.